people to see the work that modern day apostles are doing in the kingdom. Every true Christian is sent. It's just a matter of where. Amber, thank you so much. I am so excited to be sitting down having this conversation with you. Same, same. I'm very excited. So apostle talk. The goal here is a very broad definition of apostle, one who is sent. So we're sitting down with you, Amber, who God has sent, and, and you have answered that call in a very specific way, and we're going to talk about that. Awesome. We're going to talk about your story uh, and how you got there. Then we're going to talk about uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, what that is and yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, I love it. I Sound love good? it. Yes, yeah, sounds good. Awesome. So um, what do you want to start with? You want to st start with your background or you want to start with FCA? Well, I think the background probably would make sense because FCA was never a plan of mine. Oh, FCA yeah. was never something I wanted to do. Yeah. I didn't even know what FCA was. So Fellowship of Christian Athletes is well known throughout the globe in many countries across the United States, but you come to Northeast and it's a little less known in the culture that we are, we are currently in. So I had no idea what it was. Um, so let's put a pin in that. Yeah. You, you got people who don't know what FCA is totally Absolutely. intrigued now. Yes. They're curious what it is. Yep. But let's hear uh, your background, your story. Yeah. So, I mean, I grew up um, in a Christian home, awesome mom and dad. I have a younger brother. Um, you know, we were the typical, I think, family. We, we would go to church. Um, my home was, you know, they loved the Lord. I was brought up to love the Lord. So that was never a, a challenge for me of overcoming, like, a, a home life that was maybe tough or challenging. Um, and then I went to Liberty University. So I went from a very small town in Jefferson, New York, where I think I graduated with about 30 Mm. students um, to a unit one of the bigger universities in the country and I think that's where my journey really started to become my own where you starting to meet people from all over the world uh, I played soccer there so my teammates and I were very close you're living together you're realizing that people love and pursue Jesus the same Jesus but maybe in different ways and in mm. different lifestyles that weren't you know wrong in any way but definitely different from what you were used to and I think that just really broadened my horizons um, I wouldn't say that I was just like you know pursuing Jesus all the time. You know, you kind of get sidetracked and you kind of start kind of figuring it out. Um, and I, I loved that part of my life because I realized now looking back, like I was definitely being prepared to work with people of all different cultures and all different backgrounds and all different ways of life and all different challenges. And I got to live among, like live that and see that and understand that God made people so different yeah. for so many different reasons and that our purpose is all the same, but in so many different ways. And this, the, the creativity of that is just astounding to me. So, but I wouldn't say my journey was like all about, you know, hey, let's love Jesus and love others. I think like most kids who grow up Christian, you kind of got to figure that out for yourself and kind of got to maybe hit some bumps along the way to be like, no, I, God is real and this is real, but you've got to figure that out. And I think that's kind of where, you know, that, that foundation of Christian, you know, teaching and parenting and just a home life really did eventually play into, you know, getting hit pretty hard with some things. I blew out my ACL twice. Mm. So the very thing that I pursued in soccer, this love of mine got taken away from me mm. very quickly. When was that? So my first ACL tear was in high school prior to going into my college preseason, which was just 
terrifying because you know you're going from high school to collegiate soccer and yeah. now you've got this major injury um, and then three years later I did it again my junior year of soccer so we're talking about six surgeries in between there like just cleaning stuff out and making sure and just I just wanted to play so bad that was the only yeah. thing I knew that's why I was going to school education was like kind of important but soccer was the your life the sports life. was so your life were you sports. able to play your senior year no. nope I gave up after that. I was, my, my knees were just, they were shot and I, emotionally I was shot. So I ended up, you know, coaching a little bit here and there down in Lynchburg. Uh, my, my head coach at the time ran a U12 club team. So I, I got to go with him and that's kind of where this introduction to coaching became a thing. Like I think we had U12 and U13 girls and I loved them. Like it was a lot of fun. And just, I think being sidelined, you learn a lot about the game that you don't learn when you're playing because you're so focused on being in it. And just being a part of, you know, kind of the bench and listening and being a part of that, I was like, wow, there's so much that goes into what, mm. what's going on out there. And just being able to coach those girls was kind of that first introduction of like, you're going to, you're going to love coaching and you're about to be prepared to, to do more in that. So your world in high school and college was playing oh, and then yeah. because of the injuries, um, you still enjoyed the sport, you still enjoyed athletics, so that pulled you into coaching. Yeah. Now the coaching side of things, did that, um, that started your senior year? Or after yeah, college? Yeah, no, that was that was my senior year of college. I did both. I got a job at, at high school, and then I did club. And that's not to say, like, I made that sound really, like, hey, my injury really led to something great. There was a lot of depression <laughs> in, like, being pulled out of your team. Well, your identity, your team, right? Everything. Yeah. And my team goes and travels, and you're left back in your oh. dorm or your house at the time. Or they go out, and you're, you can't go. You're not a part of that culture anymore, and that's all I've ever known. So that was a – that – that coaching part of it really did help. I was part of it, but I wasn't the same. So there was a there was a big like, why would God bring me nine hours from home to play this sport that I love to have it taken away? You know, my senior year of all of all times and never play again. So there was some there was some wrestling in, in that time. But now looking back, the coaching did really kind of bridge a beautiful gap. I don't know if I'll include this or not. We'll see. It's yeah. the beauty of editing. <laughs> um, would you say that athletics and your playing was more important to you than your relationship with God? At that time, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's I think everybody, you're 20 something years old. I think you're still wrestling with who you even are. So, Yes, like God is good while you're playing and things are going well. <laughs> while everything's going great, right? God like God's is great. great. And my faith <laughs> is awesome. And you're at this big university who had, you know, you have access to so many things. So, yeah, I would say that I, I was mad. I mean, I was angry, you know, and everything that com comes with that. You just kind of stop being involved and you, you kind of slink away. And, um, yeah, that was, that, that was really hard. But looking back now, for sure. Well, and now the beauty is, is that you have a background to be able to relate to uh, college athletes or high school athletes whose identity is found in their sport, their position, their abilities, who have an injury and that's taken away from them. Yeah. So you do have that background to yeah. now be able to, to, you've been in those shoes, you know how hard that is. Yeah. Uh, so uh, bring me from uh, graduating from college and you get into coaching mm. to uh, FCA uh, knocking at your door, so to speak. Yeah, so the, you're talking about 15 years of coaching, right? So um, we got, I got married, um, had two boys, and we moved to a small town in upstate New York, and that's where we are still to this day. And I got a job coaching the girls' team. And I just wanted to get back involved. Yeah. Like, so, and then my husband got a job coaching the boys' team. So two head coaches in one house. It's the best marriage counseling you'll ever know. <laughs> 
So I had the girls and the boys, and we, we did that for, I mean, years, probably over a decade where we both had them, and that was just our life. Like, we loved loved being in their lives. We always felt we were a good moral compass for them. Yeah. Um, and I would say probably, we're going on like six six years ago, you know, we, I had been coaching for a, while, a long time, and um, I was going to step back in about three years because I knew my, young, my oldest was coming up the ranks and he'd be playing soon. So I was kind of had it in my radar that I don't have much longer in this, in this coaching scene, but you know, got to watch all these girls come through and just, I always loved them well. I always thought I was like, uh, I always hoped I was a good influence on them. And I would say um, during that one season, about f five years ago, we had a motorcycle accident happen on the way to one of our games. And it was one of the fathers of one of my players um, who got hit by a car on a motorcycle, which is not a good, not a good thing for him. So during that game, as the game is about to start, her aunt comes over to me. She lets me know what happened. And she's like, look, let her play. Let her have these moments. And then we'll let you know what's happening right now. He's alive. He's being hella backed to this hospital. So I was like, talk about trying to coach with that in the back of your mind. And I don't even remember the game. And afterwards, she got escorted away. And I'm left with all of these girls with, it's a small town. They all know her dad. And being like, I have to tell them. So we get back on the bus and they're crying and one of the girls comes up to me and she's like, do you mind if we just pray together as a team? Mind you, public high school, it's not something I would have ever offered. There's so many, you know, so many barriers around even doing that. So I was like, of, of course we can pray. And I just, I remember just feeling this thump on my chest, like that should have been me. I should have been like, look girls, there's, there's hope here. And like, no matter what happens, we, we have a God that loves us even in the tragedy. Right. And I didn't, I said nothing. I was thinking it. So when she said that, it was just like this hit hit me. And I just, I listened to them pray. And then I got home and I, I walked in the door to my husband and I just burst into tears. And I'm like, we're not enough. Like we've been good role models for all these years. We're not enough. And he's like, I was thinking the same thing. And so we just had a long talk that night. And that next day I was like, I feel this need to pull this team together at four o'clock after our, our practices are done and pray. And my husband's like, me too. And he's like, we're so gonna get fired. <laughs> so I was like, we might get fired. And I just, I just kept feeling like, just do it, just do it. And I was like, I'm gonna do it. And he's like, well, I'm gonna do it. So if you can picture our fields, they're parallel. And it's like four o'clock on a beautiful fall night and we end practice. And I kind of look, I could, I could kind of see him and I'm like, girls come in. And I, I let them know like, this is what I believe and we're gonna pray over her dad and you're free to go, but this is what we wanna do. And I go, I believe that whether he lives or he passes, God is good, but we're gonna pray. We're gonna pray for him. We're gonna pray for that family. And those girls just like they hooked arms and they came in and I prayed over them. And I was just like, you could just feel like something. And I looked across the field and the boys were doing the same thing. And I just remember feeling this, like that pressure on my chest got released. And I'm like, okay, we, we did what we were asked to do. And so we both got home and we're like, so how long before we get that call? <laughs> we we're so in trouble and nothing ever happened. And that just began this open door of like, God's like, see, I, you're doing what I've asked you to do. Now do the next thing. And the next thing was invite them into your home and let them talk. And so we would have guys on one night and girls on the other. And we'd just be like, let's talk. But if you ask questions, we're gonna share our biblical worldview of why. And we did that for almost two years. And it was just a really cool, very organic. So here I'm thinking like, what a great thing. You can use sports to like minister and share the gospel and get into these kids' lives and what a beautiful language to speak. And so I'm thinking I have this great idea. 
and uh, I'm searching for, uh, you know, camps and stuff. I'm like, we got to get these kids involved. And I get this like Google search and it's like kept coming up fellowship of Christian athletes and fellowship of Christian athletes. And I'm like, what is that even? And meanwhile, simultaneously, we're praying like we need an open door. We need a bigger vehicle to drive. Like now we feel the burden. Like now we're like good mentor. Now we got to sports is our way into these kids lives. And a lot of people don't have that. Like that's where the church can't go. Like that's where so many people on the sidelines, they see our youth and like we don't, how do we reach? them and it's like we're right there with them in their in their identity right like we're speaking the very thing that they love soccer basketball softball you know hiking whatever it is we're there and so it was just this kind of moment where like what what is it? fellowship of christian athletes and this job description had come up and it said you know albany capital region and surrounding areas were looking for a director of fellowship of christian athletes someone to start it someone to to bring it and i was like and i kind of I, I texted my husband like this looks great you should try this and we kind of like joked about it and let it go and we never never thought of it again um and then we got a call three months later to our house and it was the principal of our school and he's like look he's like i don't want to lose greg as a teacher but i got this guy he's in a small group over here in rochester you know and there's a state director looking to start this thing called fellowship of christian athletes i think you should take a look at it and mind you like our principal I'm like, why he ever connected us to that we have no idea so we're like well send that send it over and it's the same exact job description again so I like look at Craig and I'm like, you got to call this guy, whoever he is, like see what this is, because this is this is too weird. So that was that was the beginning of trying to figure out what FCA was. We knew it was sports. We knew it had something to do with, you know, ministry, but it didn't it didn't make sense. And so Greg started the interview and he's like halfway through. He was like, this is not for me. And he's like, but. He's like, I know, you know, he's telling the guy who's interviewing him, he's like, I think you should talk to my wife. Meanwhile, I'm like driving to, I was a wedding photographer before this, and I'm driving to weddings, and I'm kind of going over the job description, and I'm like, man, it's like, so here, I, I wonder what God must think of us sometimes. Like, he's literally laying this answered prayer in front of us. Like, it's a sports ministry, <laughs> and I'm asking you to apply for this job, and we're like, I don't get it. Like, this is so, you know, this is so vague. Like, and then it comes again and again. So it was just a really, like, God did it that way, I'm sure of it, so I couldn't and say I made that happen I created it so I ended up calling you know my my then boss to be like I'll, I'll apply like I'd love to see what this is and that began the journey of trying to figure out how sports and Jesus kind of mixed together and what that looks like and that was how I ended up in the position of fellowship of Christian athletes <laughs> so <Crazy>. cool <laughs> yeah. so cool it's such a good story I yeah. love hearing stories yeah. like that I mean that's so like God to have multiple different validations of the path you're supposed to take to the extent that you're like wow maybe I should do this <laughs> well right, it's that it's confirmation like I think God yeah. uses people he uses your, your own personal relationship with him but then he uses people and uses circumstances and when they all start just kind of like do you see what I'm getting at like it was I mean a little slow on the uptake there, but it's, you know, and I think that's why it's like, I, I won't leave until I'm called away. Like I was called to it. It was so obvious that even when it gets hard and even when it's really a struggle, that's where God placed me. Like it was beautiful. just, it's too, yeah. it's to him for yeah. me to be like, no, nah, that was, I made that happen. Yeah. So it's beautiful, beautiful. So now what is Fellowship of Christian Athletes? It's a sports ministry. You get to use sports <laughs> to share. So the baseline, I mean, FCA was started um, I, by a camp out in Colorado. And that was the beginning. If you ever go, if you ever look up FCA in the start of it, it's a, it's a really great story. But just it started with you know a couple of guys in in a room meeting over this idea, and now it's you know we're 2,400 staff members across the globe. We're in several different countries and across the United States. But it started with a camp, and in that camp, training these athletes. And then at the end of camp, 
sharing who Jesus is, why they're here. They're playing for a bigger purpose, and that's what you get to do. So obviously there's so much, there's so much to FCA now, but my heart is that, is like we run these sports camps, we run these clinics, we run these events. We share in the love of sport. We get to speak that language with them. And if you're a coach or an athlete, you know that is a strong bond with somebody. But to be like, why, why do you play? What are you here for? To ask those questions and then kind of, kind of like, huh, what are you talking about? And be like, do you realize why you were made this way? Why you have this love? And to share that Jesus made them that way. They have a bigger purpose than to just compete. Um, and that's that's kind of what FCA is at the very base level. Um, and then we, we we train huddle leaders, which is a small group leader, to after those camps follow up with our athletes and get them into small group, connect them to a church, you know, whatever it takes to kind of keep keep after them to, to share the gospel, especially if they come to know Jesus during that time. We don't want to just leave them after a camp. And so the whole, and that's part of my job is we, we train people to kind of go into these places, coach really well, do a great job, love the sport well, love the kids well, but also know how to share Jesus through that venue. And that's, that's how we outreach and that's where we go. And it's, it's a really, it's a really exciting, camps are my favorite of all the things we do. We get to, you get to coach, which is the first love of anybody I think who joins FCA. Um, and then, you know, there's a bigger, there's a bigger group of people across New York, especially where we combine, we do different things together, but you name the sport and you probably have somebody who can, who can lead the way in it. So, so what is your role? So now I went from when I applied for the capital region director, I was in that for a few years. Um, and then I got asked to apply for the New York state director role. Um, with some hesitancy because, um, you know, as on all things, you don't feel prepared and God's like, oh, I got you, <laughs> right? You know, there's a great quote, the whole, like, you know, I equipped the called and I didn't really embrace that right away. But after, after applying and going through it, I love what I do now. So I'm the New York State Director of FCA. We oversee the directors in all of our areas from the Hudson Valley to Rochester and Buffalo, um, Syracuse, and then the Capital Region. And that and my job is to kind of help hire people out of other regions that are yet untouched mm. or we don't have an FCA presence. So. so the different avenues of FCA, you mm -hmm. said there's camps, yes. right? Uh, and what else, where else are you guys present? What other elements of FCA are there? Yeah, so we do a lot of campus ministry on the universities. So we have um, sometimes it's a chaplain presence where we have somebody who just stays with the team that like football tends to have a lot of that. So FCA trains and equips our, our chaplains to travel with the teams, minister to the teams. It's really, really a, an important aspect, especially at the collegiate level, um, at all levels, but especially the higher end, you know, division one, where there's a lot, a lot of pressure on those athletes to put somebody in their place. That's not their coach. That's not their parent. That's not their teammate that has just a love for who they are. Mm. Um, so our, our campus ministry across the, co the collegiate level is really great. It's very powerful. Um, and we train people to go full time to, mm. to be on the campus, to be available to those kids, to minister to them. Um, and that's one, that's one avenue. And then like just even in communities, like we have volunteers or we'll have coaches that want to just start FCA small groups and they go in and it can be once a month, it could be once a week, but we have all the material where they get trained and they do all the things that you would do in a small group, which is, yeah. but it's for athletes. And so the, the purpose of that is you've got people who are like-minded yeah. athletes, schedules are crazy so you have to be super flexible like maybe you meet on a Sunday night maybe you meet on a Tuesday morning <laughs> and you and you just kind of do that so between the camps we also have the community outreach the campus outreach um, and from there we grow so with that avenue this is uh, high school coaches or college coaches or even it, it, it could be volunteers that are very involved not necessarily the coach themselves right who feels uh, a tug that they're connected with these student athletes, right. but they want to do more. They want to do uh, to offer a, a Bible study, right? 
And, yep. But FCA will provide the content for that. Yes. Yep. Is there training as well that's yes. provided? Yes, so, and that's part of my job as well. As uh, Zoom is a beautiful, I know people are sick of it, but it is a beautiful way to just kind of get a bunch of people from a bunch of different regions together. Yeah. So, I mean, we have volunteer. I mean, we have a, a, she's a secretary at a high school, and she leads one of our FCA groups. She just, she understands sports. Her kids were athletes, and so she's, she's got one of our longest-running groups. So it can be anyone who just loves Jesus, lo understands the language of sports and my athletes, because they, they talk about different things, like just like a musician group getting together, talk about different things. So we just, we speak into what their their identity, their struggles, what's going on, on on their teams. And so I wouldn't say it just has to be a coach or it just has to be somebody that, but anybody who just is like getting called, that tug that you talk about, that pressure on your chest, um, then then that's for you. So. I love the, for me personally, athletics was uh, huge for me in high school as well as college. Uh, I wasn't involved in FCA. I went to the University of Colorado and there was an FCA group. Um, I was involved in a, a university group as well and it had huge impact yeah. on my life. And that those ages are so fundamental in the development, both high school as well as college. And athletics is such there is a current in the Bible, uh, both in Hebrews, Hebrews 12, um, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's run the race marked out for us. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing in uh, 1 Corinthians. Uh, Paul talks about the fact that um, in uh, athletic games, athletes run, but they run for a, a crown that will not fade. We run for a crowd that crown that will last for eternity. Yeah. Um, and so that 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 undercurrent that's there in scripture about uh, this life. Yeah. Life as a Christian is a race. It is a marathon and, and there is a direct, I love that there's direct scripture that supports that. Um, I think it's so cool what FCA is doing. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, if you if you are into sports, though, there's a lot of parallels between your your spiritual disciplines and your athletic disciplines. And so when yeah. you are communicating the gospel, I do feel like athletes might have a quicker understanding of just the art of surrender, right? Mm. Like we surrender our bodies and our hearts and minds to a preseason like no other, you know? So when you talk about the art of surrender, people kind of like, I'm not, like surrender is not a fun word. Like that's mm -hmm. not something, mm -hmm. but we do it all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, And so when you start comparing, like look what you're willing to put your body through for a sport where you may or may not win, you may or may not get playing time, you may or may not succeed, you may or may not blow out your knee to versus a surrender to a God is like, I'm going to make all things new. You follow me. My promises are bigger than you could ever imagine. Like those are two, those are the same disciplines with two very different outcomes. And I think that that's a, that's a great way to communicate, you know, use their, use what they know to it's be like, it's the same thing over here. It's just it's a, a greater great, reward. So. Great way to look at it. Yeah. There is an element of with athletics, you understand you got to go through things to get stronger. Yeah. And it's the same thing with spiritual growth is that you need to invest you need to go through, there are times when you need to go through a trial. You need to go through, as you said, preseason mm -hmm. uh, so that you're strengthened. Um, yeah. So that's phenomenal. Yeah. So uh, a person who is watching or listening to this right now, how can they get involved? If they feel that tug, let's say hypothetically that there's somebody who is either a coach or is directly connected with athletics uh, on the high school level, on the college level, whatever it might be, how can they either they themselves get involved or support what 
uh, FCA is doing? Yeah, so I mean, probably the website's the easiest thing to go to. It's fca.org. Um, that's our national one, and then you just start clicking on the region that you're from. So, and that'll bring up, so if you click on New York, or the New York webpage is gonna come up, you'll see my face. And then you click on that region, you'll see our staff. So, you know, if you're from Rochester, you're gonna get the Rochester information. If you're from Buffalo, you're gonna get the Buffalo information. If you're from the capital region, you'll get the capital region information. And from there, emails are attached, or you can click on links to, you know, if your question is like, hey, I'd love to, to donate to FCA, how do I do that? That'll be on there. If you are like, I'd love to just kind of get trained and understand how to run a small group, that'll be on there. So um, it should be simplified, but just going to that website, you can start directing yourself to whomever the region you're from and go from there. What are, as the area director for New York State, what are you looking for? On a simplistic level, I mean, we, as, as you all know, they all say like, you know, the workers are few. You know, the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. And I was always like, but it's New York. I mean, is it really plentiful? <laughs> and it is. Like, there is. And whether God's it be working. a volunteer or whether it be somebody who comes on staff, you know, there are, there's so many needs. There's so many needs. Even just like, you know, we have a, probably six or seven camps locally that, that we're going to be running. So you got to find coaches and you got to find solid leaders and you got to find people who are, you know, sp spiritually sound to be able to go in there and coach and share the gospel. That is not an easy so, task. So um, what I want to do is spell out the different ways that people can get involved. Sure. On the most basic level, you're looking for coaches who can volunteer their time to help coach. Now, with the camps, sure. for example. Now, for some people, coaching might be, uh, they're, they're in, they're ready to go, they have experience in that. Sharing the gospel might terrify them. Yep. So there might be an element where they can volunteer to be a coach and help out at a clinic where they're not necessarily gonna have to, at first, share the gospel or lead right. a Bible study, but they can at least volunteer their time to help out at camp. Is that yep. correct? Yes, absolutely. So they can find information on the website yes. for that. Yes. Now, the next step would be a person who uh, wants to do a little bit more and, and feels that tug, but wants to take that next step of where they actually want to try to do a Bible study or do a little bit more. That information is on the website as well. Yes. Okay, beautiful. You're doing great. <laughs> so then uh, a very simple way that people who uh, may, might not have any athletic background as far as actual coaching or the idea of getting involved with high school students, mm -hmm. terrifies <laughs> I that. get that. Yeah, I mean, high yeah. school students are a, yeah, a, a beast into themselves, yes. without a doubt. Well, this is a big operation. I have no doubt that money and funds are needed all the time, all, all the time. over the place. Mm -hmm. So a person who loves the Lord, loves what you guys are doing, obviously they can give of their hard-earned money as well to be yes. able to help FCA, right? Yes, yep. And if you go on, if you go on to the New York website and you, you newyorkfca.org, um, there is, it's called the Legacy Fund. And that's mm. where we have people who maybe they don't know what they want to give to, but we, we pour into that Legacy Fund so when a need arises, like Bibles for camps or T-shirts for kids, or let's say, you know, we get to a camp in a really rural area and they don't have great equipment, we can go in and we can help with that. We can help, you know, we feed them, food wins, Hearts all over the place, so and Especially we just athletes. Yes, yes. So food, food, food is a big. I mean, it's it's crazy, but it's probably one of our biggest expenses. We like, you know, when they come in, especially our college athletes. Um, that's a, that's an expense in itself, but we'd like to be able to provide that. We like yeah. to be able to meet that need, that very physical based level need, um, in doing that. So that legacy fund is set up um, for that reason. So even if it's just like ten bucks a month or a one-time yeah. donation, I mean yeah. everything helps. Everything helps. Everything helps. Ten bucks—that's a Chick-fil-A meal right there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, every everything helps, and it, it means it all means so much. Like when you, on a personal level, when you see that donation come through, and you're just like, that's a, that's humbling. Like someone's giving of something that they worked for 
to a ministry that maybe they don't even have a part of or a personal attachment to, but they just know, they see that this has purpose. This, this is a huge bridge into a community. I mean, yeah. if you go into any, and I, I'm speaking candidly, any church, very few youth are in that church. You kind of look around, you're not seeing a ton of college kids, you're not seeing a ton of high school kids, and the reason for that could be a multitude of things. You're right, though. But when you get to go into the athletic field, I mean, we, we travel for club. We can go to an athletic field any Sunday morning. There's probably 500 athletes there. So we're, we're that part that says go, so we're going. We're going to where they are, and we build that bridge back into what I pray someday is our church community and is those people ready and waiting to see those young faces come back through and that next generation rise up because we met them on the soccer field or we met them on the softball pitch, and we're like, we introduced Jesus where they were at to build that bridge back to a community of people who love Jesus. So... I love what you're doing. I love that. Uh, to, to go back to the, the term apostle, uh, one who is sent. The apostles, when you look at all the different ways you can serve, apostles are the ones who are on the front lines, who, who, who go out into the community, and that's ex exactly what you're doing. Yeah. So the last uh, of all these different ways that people can help out, the last one is those people who want to do what you're doing and want to get involved um, and, and actually get a job at FCA to be able to help out. Uh, yeah. I'm the person, I'm the person they got to contact. So, and my, my email is on that website. So if that is something, it's a, it is a very um, thorough process. I mean, there, it's not, nothing is easy, I guess, but th it's a very challenging thing to go in. And when you announce that you're going to go work for <laughs> Jesus full time, that's a, that's a big, there's going to be some pushback on that. But I also say like, if that's on your heart, like it could be a year from now, it could be two years from now, but just do the next thing. Mm -hmm. And that's when, when I look back on how God called me to now what I'm doing, it was never like, I woke up one morning and I'm like, I'm just going to go change the world with sports. Like, I'm just going to go, you know, do this thing and, and raise these funds and do all this stuff. It was just being obedient in that next thing. And so I think God puts things in front of me. Maybe Maybe it's FCA, maybe it's just, you know, having kids in your home to feed them and share your, you know, share your story with them. Like, it doesn't have to be, I think sometimes we get very big very quickly. It can just mm -hmm. be, do the next thing, yeah. you know, see, share your heart with somebody, share your heart with that, that student athlete that you do know, take them out for coffee or hot chocolate or whatever, be there, and be then present. be there and then see what God does with that. Yeah. And it's it could baby lead steps. you. It's, it's one step it, at a time. Oh, I do believe it's baby steps. And then God's like, then he lands you in front of like what he has planned for you because there's a preparation, I think, for all of us to get to that point where he's like, do you see me now? And so that's where when you get to that point where like, I want to join FCA staff, you got to look back and be like, has there been preparation for this? Am I already kind of doing it? Like, have I envisioned this? Have I seen it? Do I, you know, that draw will gnaw at you long enough where you're like, then then you're ready to take that step. And, and come on, coming on staff is... It's a, it is a arduous but beautiful process um, to be that person. I love how God does that, is it's these little baby steps. There's time, I think every single Christian can relate to this, where you want to know uh, not what is the next step you're supposed to take. Like for me personally, I don't want to know uh, the five steps in front of me. I want to know where the whole path goes. And, <laughs> yes. and, and, and so like, I want to know. And God's like, Dave, you can't handle knowing all that. You're not ready to know all the things that I have yeah. in store for you. Just do these few steps, be faithful for that, so that when I do show you a little bit more, you're ready for it. You can handle it. Yes. Because if, if God shows us the plan that he has for, for each of us, I know for me personally, I would go, I'd be terrified. I'm like, mm -hmm. I can't do that. He's like, yes, you can. Yeah. But I will encourage you, I will be with that, I'll be with you every little tiny step of the way. And hearing your story, it's phenomenal. I'm sure there's so many people that can relate to that where it's just these little tiny baby steps. So someone's sitting there right now and they're feeling that little tug. They're like, oh, it's so overwhelming. Just take that first little step. Mm -hmm. Which is probably just typing that email. 
Sentence me. <laughs> but that's why I always say, like when people do, I'm like, just take the next step, see what the process leads. You might go, you know, halfway through the process and realize it's not for you, but you are, you, you've got introduced to something else, or you, as you go through the process, that confirmation is just there every step of the way. You know, I mean, there's been some, there's been some times I've questioned. You know, you, you, we think we all have those, like in transparency. You know, you sit in your room, and you're like, oh God, I thought you were showing me this. Like I thought this is what I was supposed to do, and it's failing. Like every step of the way, you just feel like you hit a wall, you hit a wall, and then it's like you pursue long enough, and then God's like, here. Go. Well, that's how growth happens. Sure. That's how it's faith preseason. happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's preseason. Exactly. Or it's like you went through the season and now you're retraining again. But it's, you know. Well, thank you so much for your time, Amber. Thank you. It's, it's been a pleasure. Um, so before we wrap up, I would like to uh, pray for you, pray for FCA, and I'd invite uh, those who are watching or listening right now to join us. Lord, thank you. Thank you that uh, you called Amber. Thank you that you put that tug on her heart. Thank you that um, for th those huddles that she did the, the, at the very beginning with her husband, Greg, when they felt that call to pull those students together and pray. And it was just one little tiny step that led to the next step, which led to the next step. And now she's the area director for New York for FCA. Lord, thank you that you gave her the courage and the strength and that she answered that call. For those people that are listening or watching, Lord, I pray that you will give them the, the encouragement and light that fire that they will answer your call of the, just the simplest little tiny thing that they will respond in faith and take that next step. Lord, I pray for those people who are listening right now, Lord, that want to get involved with FCA or, or whatever it might be, um, that you line up those paths for them so that they can be used as you would have them be used in the athletic capacity. Lord, I pray that you will bless FCA in its mission to glorify you through athletics. I pray that you will open doors that have currently been closed, that you will open up new avenues for them, that you'll bring in new support, and that you will bless Amber and her ministry as she is doing your work through FCA. Lord, we love you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Yay! Thank you.